So, I guess Dusty Baker can handle the pitching staff. A day ago, the Phillies seemed to be able to score at will. They, well, we just proved that there is no sport like baseball. This is Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul France Sullivan. There's my lower third. There, oh, it's behind the microphone. Where is it? Just call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a comedian, an actor, a filmmaker, a writer, and I'm a baseball podcaster for the last 10 years. And I've never seen anything like what happened today. Uh, you can follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. And thanks so much for making us your first listen. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. I got a little emotional tonight. I did. I got a little emotional because essentially this is what we root for in baseball. And this is what makes baseball just unique and singular in these sorts of dramas. What I saw today was the checking off on the proverbial bucket list of something I wanted to see in baseball my whole life, which was a World Series no-hitter. Now, I grant you, people find the no-hitter being the sexy, singular uh, experience of one pitcher throwing no-hitter to be more appealing than the combined no-hitter. Perhaps that's true. Uh, you know, Christian Javier was outstanding after six innings and had a five-run lead. You might just say, Let's send him out there again. Have a pitch that lets up a hit. Now, what's the issue here? And the issue is, if Christian Javier had let up a bloop single in the third, not a single human being would have given thought to the fact that taking him out in the sixth inning was the right choice. He was about to throw 100-some-up pitches. The Astros had a completely rested and ready bullpen, especially because of what happened the night before. I'll get to that. And a parade of relievers come in. And if it was a combined one-hitter, they'd be like, oh, yeah, there you go. That's great. They're able to use everybody but not wear any of the relievers out. Instead, it's a combined no-hitter. I happen to like combined no-hitters. I like, you know, I I will be honest, I prefer when it's one person throwing the no-hitter. But there's something about the combined no-hitter that I find kind of interesting. Because in the case of the Astros tonight, it's sort of illustrated, and one of the, and I think it was Smoltz mentioned this on the broadcast, or maybe it was Buster Olney in the, the radio posting. Someone said it, that the fact that one of the great strengths that the Houston Astros have is the incredible depth in their pitching staff. 
their depth in their bullpen, their depth in the rotation. So it's almost apt that they would throw a no-hitter that demonstrated their depth, that demonstrated that there's no weak links on there. And so having Christian Javier share it with Abreu, Montero, and Presley is an illustration of what the Astros are. They're a team that can pitch well. They may not get seven, eight innings from their pitchers all the time, but they're going to get a great performance and be able to lean on their bullpen. You got the six innings out of Javier, and in terms of pitches, Abreu went up throwing 15 pitches, Montero went up throwing 10, and Presley threw 19 pitches. Now, 19 is a little bit of a workload, but they all could pitch again tomorrow. And when you start to list postseason no-hitters, you have Don Larson, you have Roy Halladay, and now Javier, Brian Abreu, uh, uh, Montero, and Presley, uh, Rafael Montero, uh, and and Ryan Presley uh, are going to be on that list of the pitchers who have thrown postseason no-hitters. Kind of like the spreading of the wealth. And I kind of like knowing that those three pitchers are going to be, they have a place in baseball history. They have a place in baseball lore. And that's not so bad. That is not so bad. And, oh, yeah, Dusty Baker caught a lot of flack, including from me, regarding how he handled the pitching staff in game three, having Lance McCullers let up those home runs, but having McCullers pitch into the um, into the fifth inning. And then he wound up uh, – He wound, who did he wind up – I'm going to just check the box score again because he had uh, – he. I, I can't remember who he brought in. He brought in Stanek, and Stanek wound up throwing seven pitches. And then Urquidy, who's normally a starter, pitched the final three innings. So Dusty got a lot of flack for not taking McCullers out early in the game. That being said, look where we are now. By using Stanek briefly and having Urquidy close out the game, just pitch three, you know, three innings of scoreless relief, look what was available today, everybody. All their top relievers were available today. And he was able to go to that well. And everything, of course, everything worked perfectly. Dusty was crushed. He handled his pitching staff in game three. It was an all-time great handling of the pitching staff today. If you try to say no to that, hey, he made the decisions that led to the second no-hitter in the history of the World Series and the third no-hitter in the history of the postseason. He went to Javier, and Javier pitched wonderfully, gave him uh, six tremendous innings. Abreu struck out the side. Montero, one, two, three. And Presley let up a walk and got the final out. And you can't handle a pitching staff better than that knowing that Abreu, Montero, and Presley, and Stanek are all pretty much available tomorrow. And it goes that there's also an element of the fact that Valdez went deep into the, you know, went to the seventh inning in game two. McCullers 
didn't pitch well, but he pitched into the fifth, which meant that the only reliever who was taxed at all was Urquidy, who wasn't going to pitch today anyway. And everyone who pitched today, with the exception of Javier, can go tomorrow. With Verlander, who you're hoping can give you six, maybe seven, maybe who eight. You know, friend of the podcast who's in Israel. He's in the Holy Land. And big-time Mets fan says, what an accomplishment for Dusty's team. And I can't tell you how many people I know. I don't know anyone outside of Houston who's rooting for the Astros, but also rooting for Dusty. And I think this is a great redemption for Dusty, who gets a lot of flack of how he's handled pitchers, taking pitchers out too early in 2002, and too long this year. Well, how do you like me now? The entire momentum of the World Series, which just 24 hours ago looked like, oh, my God, the Philadelphia Phillies have two game to one lead and are handing the ball to Nola in game four in a stadium where they haven't lost yet this postseason. The page turns, and all of a sudden, all that criticism of Dusty has gone away. There can be instant redemption. When Dusty Baker won his World Series ring, he did so as a member of the Los Angeles Dodgers in 1981, his manager, Tommy Lasorda. And Lasorda was raked over the coals for turning to Jay Howell in Game 3 of the World Series when Howell let up a walk-off home run to Mark McGuire. This was after Howell pitched terribly in the league championship series and ultimately was suspended because they found some substance like a, a pine tar or something like that glove. And Howell in game three, the home run to McGuire and Howell looked like he was a bust, a terrible pitcher. Why would you go to him? The very next day, Lasorda went to Jay Howell in the seventh and he worked out getting a key out of Dave Parker and then eventually pitched the final two and a third innings to get the save in game four of that World Series. And Lasorda couldn't wait to gloat to the press, saying, I'd love to read what you have to say about him now because Howell was labeled as a cheater, a quitter, a, this a terrible pitcher, and he got redemption. Lasorda got redemption. Jay Howell got redemption. Baseball can offer redemptions like that. And we saw it immediately with Dusty Baker. Dusty doesn't know what he's doing. He can't handle his pitching staff. Really? He pushed all the right buttons, and they threw a no-hitter. And they're going to hand the ball to the probable Cy Young Award winner with a non with a, a, a bullpen that isn't tired. And part of the reason why they weren't tired is because of how he handled the pitching staff in the game three, which he was maligned. The Astros are two wins away from winning the World Series. And also, with this victory today, they are two wins away from erasing any criticism of Dusty Baker's career and his legacy. And I think his legacy is now safe. We could look at it, we could observe and say, do you know what? It's secure. And if you thought about securing your home and feeling safe with home security, 
But if you're putting it off, you'd want to listen up right now. Lockdown LB listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. That's the biggest of the year, and you don't want to miss it. But over the holidays, property crimes and burglaries and package thefts spike nationally. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system. So more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe season, your system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Guess what? Simply Safe was named the best security system, home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report. In an emergency, 24 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe, a capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get priority police response. And with the top rated Simply Safe app, you can stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm for guests and access your cameras or adjust system setting. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off of the new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash URL locked on MLB. That's the biggest discount of the year. So don't wait. Simplysafe.com slash lockdown MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Think about just how quickly it turned around for the Phillies. It kind of reminds me a little bit of what happened last year when the Red Sox and the Astros met up. And remember, the Red Sox were huge underdogs in the series against the Tampa Bay Rays. And the Red Sox somehow found a way to win that series. Kind of like the Phillies somehow found a way to defeat the defending World Series champion Braves. And suddenly, the Red Sox... Sox were facing off against the Astros, and the Red Sox took a two-to-one series lead, and partly because they seemed to be able to homer at will in that game three at Fenway Park. And the you know Red Sox fans started having images of an unlikely pennant dancing in their head. Then the Astros struck back. They had that huge ninth-inning rally in game four, and then they just beat the tar out of sale, and they won big at home in game six, and they wound up winning the pennant. This feels very similar. Like last year's Red Sox, the Phillies took a two-game-to-one lead. Like last year's Red Sox, the Phillies took that two-game-to-one lead with the help of big, big home runs. And then the bottom fell out of the Red Sox offense, kind of like, well, today, you can't have the bottom fall out any worse than it did today with the Philadelphia Phillies. So. Basically, in the blink of an eye, the complete momentum switched from Philadelphia to Houston. And, you know, you look up and down. I mean, the Phillies, you know, I mean, they've gotten wonderful performance from Harper. They've got big-time power from Hoskins and Schwarber. But this is a team that's not built on speed. It's a team that's not built on defense. And quite frankly... With the exception of one inning, Phillies pitched pretty well, too. It was 0-0 going to the bottom of the fifth inning. And they had to bring Alvarado in because 
You know, Nola clearly didn't have it. The guy let up. He didn't walk anyone, but he let up seven hits in four innings. But Alvarado came in, and the uh, he allowed all three. You know, the bases were loaded when Alvarado came in, and he promptly hit. Um, I think he hit Alvarez. Yeah, he hit Alvarez, Jordan Alvarez, with the first pitch he threw, suddenly making one nothing, and then they emptied the bases. And next thing you know, the you know the Astros put a five spot on. But that was the only score the Astros did either. You know, they did the one inning where they got anything together. That might be all they need. Now, of course, you will go broke making bets, trying to figure out who is doing what and predicting what's happening here in this World Series and in this playoffs. You will go absolutely broke trying to predict anything that the Philadelphia Phillies are done or thinking about doing. But that being said, it seems like when you're coming off of a no-hitter and then are going to have to face the defending, uh, the eventual Cy Young Award winner in the American League, the Phillies look as doomed as the Red Sox did last year. They have to get something going. Now, they happen to hit Verlander well, but remember, he pitched well until there was just one bad inning as well. I don't know. I just It feels right now that the Phillies needed to win today, take that three-game-to-one series lead, and just stick it to the Astros. And the exact opposite happened. And with that happening, we're in a situation where Dusty's on the verge of doing it. You know it, and I know it. By the way, we are doing this live on the live stream. So uh, I have heard from Jeff Cohen. If anyone's here, I see that I see the numbers are growing there. Anything you want to uh, ask, please, please. Give it a shot. Tell me what you think about combined no-hitters and everything like that as we look up and we see a Verlander start tomorrow. And, you know, look at Framber Valdez was my pick to win the Astros MVP award if this series ended with a, a Astros victory. But you now kind of have to be Christian Javier, right? I mean, wouldn't, you, wouldn't that be just a, an imperative to have Javi? You know, if they win the World Series, if the Astros win the World Series, wouldn't it have to go? Wouldn't the MVP have to go to the guy who threw uh, a, a no hitter through six innings and set up this basically series changing no hitter? Now, granted, if uh, Framer Valdez pitched another wonderful game, then you may have to give. Well, we got something. It's from Jeff Cohen. From the whole end, right? So, uh, looks like it's going seven games. Maybe, maybe it's just going seven games, or maybe not. Maybe the Astros are going to win the next two games. Again, I you can't predict what's happening in this. I know I sound like John Sterling right now, but there's no way to predict what's happening at this point. But you know, at some point, you know, the you know the Astros you know, are going to. You, you, you are going to, you know, maybe use this as their great momentum builder. And maybe, just maybe, this could be the punch to the gut that the Phillies really haven't had in this postseason. Think about it. The Phillies have punched a bunch. They split the first two. They, 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 they did the come-from-behind victory against the Cardinals. And 
Then they, after losing one of the first two games to Atlanta, they punch back. They split the first two in San Diego, and then they punch back. This is the first time that a series has gone to Philly this postseason. The Phillies have always won the – they've won every home game in the postseason this year up until tonight. And so maybe, just maybe, this is you're going to see how wobbly this Philly team can be. Because in all the other series, when they came back, they just ran the table and, and clinched. Now someone counterpunched. Now, here are some things that could be going on the Philly side. Now, uh, in tomorrow's game, uh, I'm using this according to the uh, baseball, uh, the baseball.com app. They're throwing Noah Syndergaard and Justin Verlander. Again, in 2015, you couldn't find a better matchup than that. But I digress. Um, Syndergaard, who pitched well in his previous uh, postseason appearance this year, uh, not so. it's going to be basically a bullpen game. Now, again, because Dusty turns out handled the bullpen well, you don't have anyone that's totally gassed. You know, for the Astros sense, but in the Philly sense, well, they were able to not use other high leverage ones. So you're going to see a bunch of bullpen arms come out. And they better hope that it's not going to be Kyle Gibson in the second inning. Then we're going to look forward to Saturday, and that could be a coin toss. But if it's Wheeler, if it's Wheeler, and we know game six is going to happen. If it's Wheeler, then that gives Phillies a puncher's chance. And then that could force that game seven. But I just, again, I know it's a futile gesture to say, like, oh, I think I can predict what's happening in this postseason. But this no-hitter and the fact that the, the someone counterpunched the Phillies does make me think, hmm, this might be a tough one to recover from. We'll see. If momentum is the next pitcher, handing it to Noah Syndergaard, I'm sorry, it doesn't, doesn't fill me with tons and tons of confidence. But what fills with tons of confidence is the fact that I'm going to be doing a podcast every single day during the rest of this postseason, during the rest of this World Series. And I want to thank you so much for making Lockdown MLB your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter and the most important stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Late, it was an overwhelming game and a great experience, and quite frankly, I'm thrilled I got to see it. I got to see a World Series no-hitter. So, um, thanks so much for making us your first listen. I already did that live read. This has been Locked On MLB for, well, I'm going to be dropping this on Thursday. So, it is on Thursday, the 3rd of November, 2022. It's a Sullivan. Please call me Sully.